This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, the founder of Innovative CX Solutions, a past chairperson of the CXPA, and a practitioner with many years of transforming global operations and designing better customer experiences. Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the All Things Considered CX podcast. I'm your host, Bob Asman, and I'm glad to have you back for another podcast about experience management and all things related to experience management. I'm really pleased to have as my guest today, Or Emzeleg, who is the founder of Wicked Cushions, or and we'll get into that shortly, or please uh, take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. No problem. Hey, Bob, uh, first of all, great to be here. A little excited. Um, my name is Or. I'm 30 years old. Originally, I was born in Israel, and I moved to uh, the United States seven years ago. I am in Los Angeles, and I started Wicked Cushions uh, about six years ago in 2016. Thank you, Or. It's great to have you here. In, in uh, all transparency, I am a customer of Or's products, and so we're going to get into Wicked Cushions as part of our discussion, and that's what really brought me to invite Or to the podcast, and we'll talk about that, as I said, in a few minutes. But or 30 years old, founder of a successful company. Tell our listeners about your career path and, and how you ended up here today and doing what you're doing. We love to hear about uh, the journey. Sure. Um, not much of a career path that uh, might make you laugh a little bit, but I never worked any other job besides serving tables, which in my opinion, if you ever want to start a side business, this is the best job you can possibly get because the hours are flexible. Um, you can get night shifts or morning shifts. Uh, you get to learn a lot. If you work at the right restaurant, you get to work a lot about customer service and what it means to um, give up your ego for the customer at times, which in my opinion is probably the most important thing in customer service. Even if you're right, you ignore that and you just treat the customer as if it was your mom or something like that. That's how they taught us at, in the restaurant business. And I, throughout my entire life, since I remember myself um, trying to make money, I always tried making money online. And I tried when I was in Israel and I was 14 years old, I tried selling on eBay. Um, and obviously when I was 14, I wasn't very focused. So you try to sell every possible thing you can find. Um, so I was doing back then drop shipping, which this was, I was 14, that's 16 years ago. That's before drop shipping was even known as drop shipping. And I wasn't very successful at it. Um, the first success that I hit with that was selling fake watches, which I made probably a hundred dollars in a week. And then I got banned immediately after. So <laughs> that is, uh, my first experience with success in online selling, um, which is funny enough because uh, the person who eventually taught me how to sell on Amazon, which kind of ignited Wicked Cushions, 
also had his uh, fair share of selling fake stuff and getting banned. So it seems like this is a pattern with online sellers. We start on the more like the gray black hat side, and then we move on to the more respectable business. <laughs> that's, that's a great story. What's interesting, or is, is that in almost every case, when we talk to our guests about their background and how they kind of learned what the experience was about there's some service orientation there and so for your for your background saying you were waiting tables there's there's something there right in your dna or you learn it what are your thoughts around that because it's so common with everybody it's it definitely if you come as a as a blank slate if you come just like a sponge to uh, this kind of job which is serving tables and customers anything that involves customer service and you don't have much of your past experiences affecting what you learn in this job. If you have the right people to teach you, you really learn what it is, what customer service is about, which it's never about being right. That's the last thing it's about. And it's about basically making the customer feel as if he's home or as if he's being treated like family. Um, when I first started the, the first restaurant that I started working at, they taught us, um, which it, it's, it's funny for me because that was in Israel. And in Israel, it's, um, I don't know if you met some Israelis in the past, but customer service is not our strong side. We're, um, I think it has something to do with a country being at war all the time. Everyone, everyone's tense. I'll just give you an example. Up until maybe six years ago, there wasn't a return policy in Israel. You could shop at the major brands like Zara, H&M, stuff like that, and you could not return your clothes because um, we were known to um, play around with the rules and do a little bit of scams. And so people, so business owners just did not accept returns. And only in the past, I would say six, seven years, we started become more westernized, like in the US, 30-day returns, um, sometimes without receipt, it's, it's very, it's very counterintuitive. So the first restaurant that I worked at in Israel was completely the opposite of what I learned growing up in Israel, which customer service, uh, mindset back when I was growing up was like the business owner is fending for himself. You as the customer are probably trying to scam me out of something or trying to get something out of me. So I'm going to protect myself, even if it means losing you as a customer. That's what I learned growing up. But then I started working at this restaurant and it was completely the other way around. I'll give you an example. If, if a meal was five or 10 minutes late, we would not even wait for the customer to tell us anything about it, we would come with the meal and tell us, hey, dessert is on us without the customer even facing any complaint, without even saying anything. We would automatically um, try to predict what they would try to say. So we would just surprise them with, okay, we, we took this off the bill. We were late by 10 minutes. And that was really um, caught people off guard. And uh, you could see the responses of people when you come to them with this attitude and it, for me, it was amazing. I was like, okay, they, they don't, this business as the owner, they don't really care about losing this sale or losing this item that they were just laid on for 10 minutes. They only cared about the customer. And it always showed back because it wasn't measurable in terms of what we lost, but 
the customers always told their friends, which then told their friends, which then told their friends. And whatever you lost on that 10 minute meal that you were late on, always compensated at the, mm. at the back by people coming back and telling their friends. So that's what kind of geared me towards uh, Wicked Cushions where I, every time I shop online, I dread customer service. I just had a, I would say it's different with product services, but with services, I'll just give you an example. Two or three days ago, I'm, I'm having some issues with Experian, the credit bureau that I'm trying to solve. And it's absolutely a mess. It's from one person to another to another until the end. They tell me this team is only uh, mail-in only. They'll never give you an answer unless it's with uh, by sending mail. And I'm like, we're... At 2022, how is there? How is it possible? Do you have a team that's male only? <laughs> and so, so I came to Wicked Cushions with this mindset of, if at the beginning I was doing all the customer service, for me it was um, we give a 365 day warranty. That's just the official warranty. People contact us after two, three, four years. I don't try to get anything out of them. If they contact after two or three, four years, which is not many, that's another thing that I learned is like set trust that people will probably not contact you after the warranty. But if they do, I never turn them around, give them what they want. And when I was doing the customer service, obviously I was, I had the power to do whatever I want. But when I started hiring for customer service, I made sure that the people I hire don't need to come to me for final says that they have the same power that I had when I was doing customer service. And I, I always told them, number one goal is unless the customer is extremely, extremely rude, which has been maybe five or six times in our life, which uh, is something we learned from uh, Tony Robbins, which is fire your customers if they are being extremely, extremely rude. And it's funny that it only happened five or six times where I let uh, my customer service people let these people go, refund their money, tell them not to come back. And somehow these people come back. And, but um, it also gives your customer service people the power and the feeling that my, my boss got, it, got our back. Like people just can just come and abuse us and do whatever they want. But the people who do come and have a genuine problem, we do whatever we can to make them not do anything besides contacting us that's it we don't want them to go to the post office we don't want them to um, go through several lines they send us the issue um, if it's something solvable by just a refund we refund immediately we don't even ask if it's just solvable by if they want to exchange something and that was our mistake we tell them to keep the product and we'll send another one and we basically just i treat I told them that I want customer service to be as if I want to shop in the business. I don't want to go through multiple reps. I don't want to wait four or five days. We answer in less than 24 hours. Our average time right now is less than 12 hours. And that's it. That's, that was basically the approach. Give them what they want unless they're being extremely, extremely rude to you. Or it's so simple. And yet I talk to so many people and have been consulting with so many companies around customer service. And when you do what you're suggesting, the result is, is really good. Now, there, there's a lot of nuggets that you said in that, in that uh, few minutes there. And I want to deep dive into some of them. But first, tell our listeners 
what is Wicked Cushions in case they're not familiar with it? Like I happened to stumble on your company and I'm so glad I did. Tell them a little bit about the company and the products that you offer. Sure. So Wicked Cushions, our tagline is music sounds better when it's wicked. We make, we started with making replacement ear pads for headphones. So um, basically most noise canceling over ear headphones have leather ear pads that a lot of people don't know are replaceable. And I also did not know that, did not know that in the beginning. Um, but I would say 99.9% of the headphones out there, it's easily replaceable. Some of the headphones is not very easily replaceable, but all of them at the end can be replaced. And one thing that people, um, which is, it's an expectation that no one has ever addressed, but people don't expect the ear pad to ever wear out, which is funny to me because um, you're basically putting those headphones, let's say five, six times a, a, a week. Some people do it every day. You spend hours upon hours upon hours with these headphones. Inevitably, if you work out with them or not, you are going to sweat in it. And sweat, as we know, uh, contains some salt, which breaks down every ear pad known to mankind. Nothing is ever going to stay perfect forever. I always try to give the metaphor of imagining you're wearing the same shirt for four, for four years and the shirt just staying the same. This, it's just not going to happen. It's going to wear out. It's going to stink, which is what happened to me. For me, when I, before I started Wicked Cushions, I had a pair of Beats by Dre that I used to work out with a lot. And they just started smelling horrible to a point where I just could not even put them near my head and I just stopped using them. And the first time I looked uh, for replacement ear pads online, I, I was very young. I didn't even think about owning a business back then, but just got them, uh, replaced them. And I was like, wow, for $15, these headphones are like new. And before I was the same, I didn't know that you could replace it. Mm -hmm. um and then fast forward about four years later which is uh when i was starting to learn how to sell on amazon that's i took a course and i started to learn how, how to sell but i was didn't know which products i was going to sell and i was looking through a lot of stuff and then again i still had a pair of beats by dre that i was working out with and i needed ear pads again uh, this time, I knew what Amazon was, so I, know, I went to Amazon, I looked up um, what used to be a competitor of, of ours, and I saw that everything I learned on the how to sell on Amazon course, uh, basically, this product checked off almost all of the boxes. It didn't check off some of the boxes, but I was like, something in me was like, I, I feel something here. Like I'm, I really like these headphones. I really like headphones in general. Um, something feels right here. I ordered a product. I saw it as soon as I got the, the product from the competitor, I was like, the experience is not good. The product does what it needs to do, but something I, I'm sure I can do this better. And we started with replacement ear pads for the same headphones that I had. Um, we grew uh, in, that was 2016. Fast forward, maybe five, five years later, we have ear pads for about 75 different types of headphones. And now we're starting to add some other accessories that everything still in, involves around headphones, which is now we're finally going into in-ear headphones, uh, Air, Apple AirPods, um, accessories like 
headband covers, hopefully cases soon. Uh, but still, our main thing is replacement ear pads for headphones. What an amazing journey that you were on. And what also amazed me when I made my purchase from Wicked Cushions or was the personalization that happened, the emails, the customer communications, the, the follow-up, the, the instructions, the uh, how are you doing with them, the warranties, all of that. How did you put all that together? I know you you commented on what your vision was because you were doing the customer service and how you instilled that in the people you were hiring. But it's such a, a comprehensive approach. I've never seen it before. And I do a lot of online purchasing. I'm involved with customer service for many, many years. I just have never seen anything so comprehensive to build a customer relationship like you and Wicked Cushions is doing. Talk a little bit about what happens after what I purchase so our listeners can understand what I'm talking about. Sure. So uh, we added different layers every time. But the first thing that started was obvious. As first as that, when I started the business, I was like, wow, nobody really shows people a good way how to install these. And the first type of uh, product that we had was uh, for a headphone, the Beats by Dre, that falls out of that 99.9% that is easy to install. It was actually quite difficult. It involved glue and it involved prying your uh, your headphones with, with, uh, with a knife. And I was like, people are going to feel uncomfortable with it. I must make a video that will show them that this is easy. And I, that's very fast on. I started our YouTube channel, which I did, um, First, at first, I did videos only for the products that we had to show them how to install them. And that caught fire really quick. Uh, the videos were really, really successful. And they started bringing attention to us. So I was like, oh, the first thing that needs to happen is when someone purchases, he has, first of all, we have the instruction manual, but I always encourage people, even on the manual, go to the video. And the first part was like, okay, we have to Obviously, we thank them for the order, but we have to include the video immediately. If people are going to make mistakes, which has happened a lot with, with replacing the earpads, they're going to have a bad experience, not because the product is bad, but because we just didn't teach them. And that was the first part. Um, the second part with the warranty was it was kind of a struggle. In the beginning, uh, it was very easy to... Uh, to um, sell our products and be ranked very well on Amazon. And then obviously competition started and it was like um, everybody was offering uh, 30 day, um, 60 days warranty. And I was like, let's just do a year, which is, it's a, it's a $20 product. If you work out with them, most likely you might uh, wear them out before a year, but I was like, let's just do a year and let's see. It was kind of like a leap of faith. I was, as I told you from my background in Israel, I was very worried that people are going to take advantage of it and uh, no one took advantage of it. Maybe some did, but no one that I, not not to a scale where I have felt it. And we give a year warranty that really set us apart. And the personal texts, I don't know if you got a personal text when you ordered, that's something that started um, last year. I just, um, last year I figured out why not just personally text people? I we, we had kind of like a rough year last year. We had um, some issues 
that are unrelated to the product itself, but it was related with um, with Amazon's policies. And we had a product that was the product that you ordered, Bose QC35 earpads, um, was taken down for no reason for maybe five, six months. Mm-hmm. And they just brought it back six months later. But during that time, that was probably the hardest time I've ever had with the company, which that product represented about 40%, 50% of our business at, at one point. Um, so when you're down, uh, suddenly you start thinking of, of uh, we were thinking of how do we not become relied uh, on Amazon? And which is, it's very tough because even me, when I see a product in a website, I go to Amazon to see if it's on Amazon. Um, but I was like, the only reason, the, the only way that we can do that is by giving a really personal experience. And I thought, let's, let's start texting people. Let's start, uh, if someone tags us on Instagram with, uh, with our product, uh, let's make personal videos and, and thank them. So I started doing that. And just as a habit, it continued and continued and continued. So then we layered in the video and then the text and then the warranty explanation and the pretty much form to the uh, post-purchase flow, you, you would call it, that we have right now. What I love about listening to you describe your uh, experience management or is it's so natural for you. It just kind of, you can tell you're passionate about it. You can tell it's part of the organization, the company, you're instilling that in people, it's instilled in you. It just is amazing to me how comprehensive it is for a company that's got to concentrate on a whole bunch of things like new products and product extensions and, and growing the business and so forth. So one of the questions, by the way, listeners, you're listening to, or uh, Amzaleg, uh, CEO and founder of Wicked Cushions, uh, talking to us about the product as well as the experience. How do you uh, envision or sustain uh, sustaining this, you know, as you grow um, and become larger and larger. A lot of times these sorts of things fall by the wayside that you could do in a small company, but you can't do in a big one. What are your thoughts around that? You know, I keep thinking about it all, all the time because I see some companies like, I, I think of, in terms of like, the, in my opinion, the best company that I have ever dealt with is Geico. I don't know if you've ever dealt with Geico, but it's, it's amazing to think how big they are, but how much it still feels like a little company when you deal with them. Mm-hmm. You'll always have someone answer you. They're always nice. They always give you what you want. And I was, when I see more of these, um, there's new companies like in an insurance space, like Lemonade and Next Insurance, uh, all these insurance tech companies, basically you call them, that replace all the real people with bots, which drives me crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy and i think the the number one goal for this is as we grow and it becomes uh, more intensive is keep people not actually replace them with bots and actually hire more people for the customer service side if needed but most customer service issues can be solved by a good explanation of the product which is what we've noticed so the more we notice the problems the more we reiterate the product in terms of the video that follows up and the um, instructions that follow up. So even as we grow, we learn how to make the product more clear that there's not much um, um, complaints that we, that we get. Uh, 
most of the most of the things that we get right now is either shipping or something related to that um and that's pretty easily scalable and as of now it doesn't seem the the new age of companies the way that we deal right now it doesn't seem like that we need more customer service reps even if we double the business at this point um if and even if we do we'll just add more reps and just keep the same ethos you know give them what they want keep the same warranty if they come after the warranty still treat them and give them what they want and keep real people on the line of communications. So true and and such a great outlook. I, I can attest, as I've said earlier, um, comparing the two experiences between, uh, and I traveled internationally for many, many years, so my Bose headphones were part of my luggage. They, I, they, I always checked to make sure I had those them first, but you know, I had to have the the cushions replaced and I had to go to a store, a Bose store. They had to replace them. They were quite expensive. And, and then I came upon you and Wicked Cushions and I thought how easy it is to do this, less expensive. And, and I didn't have, and I'm no offense to Bose, but I didn't get any relationship communications from them like I do from you. So I think you're building something really, really important and really special here uh, for your customers and, by the way, for your employees. And I want to touch on that, too, is how do you keep your employees engaged and, and how do you you said you hire for that ethos? How do you how do you find that or and how do you keep them engaged? So I've only uh, we're a small company. We're basically sure. uh, it's me and my business partner, which is also my cousin, Adam. Um, I started the business by myself and then Adam joined three years uh, later as we grew and I needed more someone to complete the left side of my brain with logistics because that's not that's not my strong side. Um, But I've only made one hire uh, in the entire um, in the entire time of the business, which was uh, my customer service guy. And as the more we started trusting him and we saw, okay, he can do some other stuff then um, we decided to hire his brother. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, now his brother does the customer service and our, um, and Daniel, the guy who we first hired, um, basically is, uh, I would say like a right-hand guy. We, he does a lot of the stuff in the business, um, a lot of uh, management stuff as well. And as for customer service hires, we pretty much know what to look for now is, it's all we need. It's very easy to teach people just to um, to give the customer what they want. I've I've noticed that it's it's hard at the beginning because they think they need to protect the business, so they they don't um, go as open. I would say to a customer, so like they'll still reserve themselves. Um, but after three or four tries of just like basically shadowing them and seeing how they respond and how everything, they just, it basically straightens out. Um, it's, it's, it's an easy process to learn. It's just basically imagine you're on the other side, a new contact, and you are trying to get this. How would you want the customer service to answer you? And I mean, most people are uh, smart enough to just figure it out. And they're like, yeah, I just, I guess I don't want to return it. So I'm not going to tell them to return it. And I guess I want a refund. So I'm, uh, so I'm going to give them a refund. 
So I basically, that's how I would teach them. And that's how he taught his brother to uh, come into the situation. The, only, the, the most uh, complicated thing about the customer service that we have is knowing the different types of headphone models, which I've noticed is quite difficult for people sometimes, but uh, you eventually get there. That's the, the major hurdle, not the ethos. The ethos is pretty easy. You know, it's interesting too, you talk about the warranties. There's, there's a fair amount of research out there that says when customers have confidence in the company and, ha- and there's a strong warranty. I mean, I'm, I, I do some teaching at some business schools around service management and, and customer experience. And that when customers have that relationship and they have a strong, transparent warranty, a lot of times they say to themselves, you know, I could return this, but you know what? I know the company would take it back, no questions asked, but it's, it's, it's fine the way it is. Or I know I have it as a backup and that's why I buy from you. So it's, it's pretty ingenious uh, to take that approach. Or So tell us, what does the future hold for Wicked Cushions? Where are you all headed? You talked about some product extensions, but what else are you willing to share with our listeners? Sure, sure. So uh, this year... It's a very, very exciting year for us. Um, we're still, our major segment in the business is gaming related headphone ear pads and gaming related headphones, basically. We, uh, me and both my partner, uh, my business partner, Adam, we both like video games. We very much, we're very bullish on the entire industry. We were, we could notice this trend happening um, about five years ago, the emergence of esports and just the how there's no more and what we think is that in 10 15 years there's not going to be any more a a gamer subset and a non-gamer subset everybody is going to play some sort of video game at one point and it's just you can see it becoming more and more how video games just infiltrates every aspect of society even with Facebook now turning into the metaverse and just video games is taking over everything. And that's, we're, we're very, very bullish on that. We, um, we are going into more and more uh, gaming headphones this year, more replacement ear pads for uh, a lot of requests that we had. We've been fortunate that we don't have to think hard about uh, which products we're going to release because we have so many people telling us what they want already. And we just can't keep up with the amount of, uh, of, of new products that are supposed to come out. So we have a really big runway of products that we need to fill up that people have been requesting for a while. And uh, we're testing our feet for the first time in non-earpad related, which is going to be the Apple AirPods uh, accessories, which is going to be memory foam tips. So still still uh, memory foam we still stay where we're uh where we know our grounds we're not trying stuff that we haven't tried before yet so we st- it's involves with memory foam it's a tip to replace the silicone um we also made a product that we're really really excited about which is uh also for airpods which a lot of people work out with their airpods uh, and they fall out so we've made uh, some sort of a silicone hook that hooks into the airpod and then hooks around your ears which already exists in the market, but we took a whole year to figure out why do uh, are the reviews so bad for the options in the market. And we noticed uh, the issue just two months ago. We finally were able to fix it. We fixed it on our version and it's going to come out uh, in about a month and a half. And we're very, very excited for that one. Um, so this year is all about filling up products that people have, re- have been requested, uh, testing our 
testing the waters on something that is not really what Wicked Cushions was about before, which is uh, replacement ear pads, but now going more into the broad headphone accessories um, uh, niche. And that's that's our plan for 2022. And uh, we really, really excited for that. Really excited. You should be. It, it sounds exciting. Uh, or, um, of course, we can get them on Amazon. But what is your website for our listeners if they're interested? It's wickedcushions.com, cushions in plural. Um, and also, yes, we're on Amazon US, UK, Canada, Mexico, Australia, and India. Fantastic. Or I know how busy you are. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us on this podcast. Listeners, this has been a great opportunity for you to learn how um, someone with a vision around the experience as well as the product is combining the two to create a tremendous company and a tremendous experience for its customers. Thank you, Or. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. I had fun. This has been another episode of the All Things Considered podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please share it with your network. And as always, stay tuned for future episodes of this podcast and the entire podcast networks of CX of M Radio. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.